morning everyone. Happy February. We're so glad you could join us today for our online service. Unfortunately, we're still in this lockdown, but that's okay because we're able to connect uh, online. And we're so happy that you're here with us today. Continue to check your emails for any updates every week and make sure you check that junk folder in case they go there. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have any prayer requests or anything that we can do for you, please make sure that you let us know. We hope you have a great day and enjoy the service. God bless.
Today, we are going to be sharing communion together, even though currently we are dispersed and in our own homes. We come to the communion table not because we have to, but because we can. We have been invited to come. We don't come to declare that we have it all together, but we come to declare that we love Jesus and we desire to be his disciple. We don't come because we are strong. We come because we are weak. We don't come because we deserve to. We come because we need the mercy and help of God. The bread and the cup are a reminder to us of the grace of God to the least of us. And so we approach this communion table this morning with humility, with confession, with renewing of our vows to God. We approach to pray for strength as we serve God faithfully. In Luke chapter 22, verses 14 to 16, we read, When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And then verse 19 says, And he took bread, and when he gave thanks and broke it, he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Can we eat the bread together this morning in remembrance of him? In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. Can we take the cup and drink together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful this morning that we can come to this communion table acknowledging and recognizing the incredible gift that Jesus Christ has provided for us in laying down his life for us. And so, Lord Jesus, this morning, we are thankful and grateful for your broken body, for your shed blood that's made it possible for us today to know you and to have personal relationship with you. Thank you for all that you have done in our lives. Thank you for what you are continuing to do in our lives day by day. And thank you for what there is still to come as you lead us and guide us into the future. We thank you and we pray these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Mark 4, 35 to 41, Jesus calms the storm. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. 
High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. Good morning, EPC Church family. Thank you so much for joining us for Church Online this morning. We're so excited that you are here tuning in with us today. Now, everyone experiences fear, right? It is something common that you and I share with every single other person, even though the things that we fear may not necessarily be the same as the next person. For example, some of you may not be as afraid of wasps as I am, right? I have never been stung by a wasp, and I never will be because I will actively run in the other direction. Doesn't matter who you are to me, if there's something that will sting me, you're on your own. Just putting that out there. Some of you aren't as afraid of heights as I am. And some of you may not be as afraid of letting others down as I am. I'd say those are my, those are the, my top three fears in my life if I had a tier list of fears. However, even though the things that we fear may not always be the same, one thing I think we can all agree on is that our fears are usually a lot less scary when we have that reassuring presence of someone else with us. For example, when I was a kid, I, I would be described by my parents as the cautious one, the shy one, right? And then my brother would be described as the swinging on the chandeliers one. You may not get the sense of that by looking at this picture of me as a kid. You'd look at this picture and maybe think that this kid has no fears. He's the bravest kid around. But it's the truth. I was a very shy, very cautious child. And one of the things that I was fearful of was riding a bike without training wheels, right? I was scared that I would fall off and injure myself. And because of that, I shied away from learning how to ride a bike at, a at an early age. However, as time went on, my dad helped me not to be as scared of riding my bike. He would hang on to me as I slowly biked down the street to help me get comfortable with the feeling, and he would catch me if I started to tip over. Eventually, it came to the point that after enough practice, my dad would let go without even telling me, and I would continue biking away. And even though I knew he let go, I was confident that he was still watching me and that if I needed help, he would be there at a moment's notice. Did I fall off my bike? Absolutely. Did I get bumps and scrapes? Totally. Did I run into the back of people's cars because I wasn't looking ahead of me at some points? A hundred percent. But my dad was always that reassuring presence that told me I didn't need to be afraid. And today we'll be continuing our sermon series titled Overcoming Fear. And we'll be looking specifically at the story that we just read together of Jesus and the disciples out on a boat in the middle of a terrible storm. The disciples fearing the outcome of the storm and Jesus performing a miracle by calming the storm. Through this story, we will learn that we can overcome our fears by placing our confidence in the presence of God who is with us even in the storms that we face. As followers of Jesus, we too can have confidence when we're filled with fear, when we're filled with anxiety, because we have the assuring presence of the Lord with us 
at all times. So our first point this morning is this, fear of the storm. At the start of our passage this morning, Jesus begins by telling the disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. And just for some context, the Sea of Galilee is about 13 miles long and 7 miles wide. It sits in a depression that is almost 700 feet below sea level, surrounded by mountains that rise to about 2,000 feet above sea level. When winds funnel down those hills, it can create sudden and violent storms. It was one of these unexpected storms that hit that evening on their way across the lake. And in Mark's writing of the story, which we read this morning, it's also important to note that the, the disciples and Jesus weren't the only ones out on the water, as other smaller boats followed them across. The severity of the storm is shown by the reaction of the disciples. Several members of this group, after all, were experienced fishermen on this very lake as well. And they were frightened, and they feared dying in this storm. I remember a few summers ago, right, taking a ride with some people in one of their boats out on a lake. It was, it was a great time. Uh, we took out our fishing rods and simply enjoyed getting out on the water. And later on in the day, uh, the winds picked up pretty severely, right? It wasn't a full-on storm. It was, just, it was just really windy. And as we started to make our way back, the waves kept crashing into the boat and making us rock side to side a little bit. Uh, as we went over the waves, the boat caught some air as our speed and the force of the water was combined was uh, enough to cause the boat to jump out of the water a little bit. And I knew we would be fine, and it was just some strong winds, but I couldn't help but hear that little voice in the back of my head, you know, sounding eerily similar to, to Dash in this clip from The Incredibles. Take a look. That being said, I can't even begin to imagine how the disciples felt in this situation. This is, this is a terrifying experience for them. First of all, the Bible says that the storm comes up suddenly, right? The disciples had no warning. They had no time to prepare themselves. They were immediately thrown into crisis. The suddenness would have added to the terror of the experience. And Mark describes the storm as fierce. The, word, uh, the words rather that Mark uses and that Luke uses in his account of this story is the word lilaps, denoting a whirlwind or hurricane. So this is a mega storm, right? We know it had to be big simply from the disciples' reaction. They were scared to death. And in Luke's account, he uses the words, they were in real danger. These were fishermen, again, most of them. They were used to being at sea. They had been in wind and waves before, but never like this. This was a huge storm. The disciples were afraid, but since there were several experienced fishermen among them, they knew that they were in jeopardy, but probably felt like they knew what they had to do. I can only imagine they worked hard at bailing out the water, at rowing in a certain rhythm, at piloting the boat in a certain direction. But I can also imagine there were these lingering thoughts in the midst of the storm they faced. Did Jesus know what he was getting them into? Surely he did. He knew all things, and so he knew they would encounter this storm. It would be one thing if Jesus had said, Men, a storm is coming. 
Peter, you stay on the helm. John, make sure the sail is secure. James, get the gear tied down. If Jesus had been actively involved, giving orders, telling them, you know, hang in there, guys, we are going to make it, then the storm would have still been difficult to navigate, but it would have encouraged the hearts of the disciples, which would have made it more bearable. But just when they needed Jesus' calm leadership and assurance, he was asleep at the back of the boat. After ministering to so many people, Jesus needed time to rest away from the crowds. He was so exhausted that even the rocking of the boat and the crashing of the waves did not wake him up. It's significant that Jesus' sleep was deep and sound even through the storm, which was already filling the boat. The Bible says that the sleep of a believer will be peaceful because he knows that the Lord is with him. Psalm 4 verse 8, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Jesus knew that there was nothing to fear. However, the disciples were more focused on the storm and woke Jesus up, shouting to him and asking if he even cares if he even cares that they are going to potentially drown in the storm. And in an instant, at the disciples' call, Jesus woke up. The text says, He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. And then suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Maybe you have felt a lot like the disciples did in this particular uh, moment at some point in your life. Or maybe you're feeling like this as you listen to the message this morning. You know, you find yourself in the midst of a, of a difficult trial. And it seems as if, you're, as if you're all alone. You're scooping water like crazy, but the wind and the waves are winning. You're about to go under and you wonder where you can find Jesus in the midst of all of this. The things we go through that affect us in such a way often induce a real fear in our hearts, not just because of the circumstances, but also because uh, of the feelings of isolation and loneliness that we can experience in the midst of those trials. It's scary to think that you are going through something impossible with no one around that you can place your trust in, that you can feel confident that it will be okay because you aren't alone. As followers of Jesus, we have that blessed assurance that he's always with us, even though sometimes we may feel as if he is not. That recognition of our need for him to call on the name of Jesus is something that isn't just reserved for the good experiences or the peaceful moments in our lives. In fact, Jesus is available to you in whatever you may be going through right now. Nothing can separate us from that fact. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8 verses 38 to 39 says this, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whenever you are in a storm, whenever you're in the face of an impossible or, or dire or painful situation or trial or circumstance, even though you may think at first that the Lord is not there with you, you can be confident that he is with you and he is Lord even over the storms.
Nothing, not even the hardships that we face, can separate us from his love for you and I. Our second point this morning. Fear of Jesus. Fear of Jesus. After calming the storm, Jesus next turns to the disciples on the boat and asks them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? See, oftentimes, it's easy for us to try and push our fear down for the sake of ourselves and those around us. It can give us that temporary strength to just power through the situations that we find ourselves in, hoping to get to the other side relatively unscathed. And as we know, the disciples in normal storms could probably cope quite well. They were experts at handling their boats, after all, with some of them previously making a living at being expert fishermen. But this storm brought them to the end of themselves and showed them how they were trusting in themselves. Their fear caused them not to see where it was or who it was their confidence should be placed in. In the same way for us, fear is often the thing that stops us from relying on our faith to get through certain situations. It's important to note that not all fear is wrong, but Jesus rebuked the disciples because their fear was excessive. Fear can be a good thing because it leads us uh, to be cautious in some circumstances, right? I was a cautious child growing up because I was shy or fearful of putting myself out there and ending up looking like a fool in front of other people. Sometimes fear makes us spring into action to save our own lives or the life of a loved one who is in danger. But fear is excessive when it causes us to panic so that we are not thinking in light of God's presence with us. If we're so focused on the problem that we cannot see God's control over it, then we can't say we had faith through the storm. A small boat in a big storm is a scary place to be. And the initial fear itself isn't wrong. What the disciples chose to do with that fear is what made all the difference. The apostles' lack of faith in this situation can remind us that even those who lived and walked with Jesus, who saw his miracles and heard his message, still found it difficult to be 100% faith-filled all the time. In that way, the disciples were a lot like us. However, their lack of faith was rebuked, and by extension, so was ours. If Jesus was able to rescue the disciples and those other boats from the storm, he is also able to rescue us from the storms that we are facing right now. Sickness, job loss, difficulties in our marriages or relationships, and so much more. When Jesus told the disciples in our passage that they were going to cross over to the other side of the lake, he knew that a storm would be coming. He is God, after all. And even with that storm headed their way, he still decided to launch out to sea. Just Jesus' presence in the boat did not stop the storm from coming. But it did mean that they would all reach the shore. The Lord never promised that we will never see a storm in life. As a matter, as a matter of fact, his word tells us to expect trouble. John 16, says, I have told you all this that, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Rather, we have this promise that he will be with us in the storm. He will never leave his children alone in the midst 
of trouble. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 reassures us of this and says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. See, fear has no power over us when we live in confidence in this assurance of God's presence with us in whatever situation we face. We are not doing this alone. You are not going through this alone. You are not alone in whatever you are currently struggling with, whatever causes you to hang on to this fear in your life. God is with you, and his love for you is greater than the storm that you are facing right now. He will get you through it. Your faith in him is stronger than your fear of the storm. The disciples have now witnessed the Lord's control over the storm, and suddenly all was calm. As Jesus was now telling them that they should have had more faith, putting myself in their shoes, it wouldn't be far-fetched to think that there should have been some sense of, of relief in their hearts for having survived this whole ordeal. But instead of that, the Bible says that the disciples were absolutely terrified. They were absolutely terrified. Why would they be terrified of this man who just saved their life? who they, they have seen perform many miracles, even at this point, as they are still relatively new to being Jesus' disciples. Well, the disciples were terrified in this moment in the new revelation of Jesus' divine power. They believed that Jesus came from God, but did not come to the understanding yet that Jesus was God. So they were totally unprepared for this incredible demonstration of his power, and what followed was just an absolute awe of Jesus' true identity and nature. The disciples asked, Who is this man? Who is this man? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The disciples are asking the right question here. And the only answer is that it is the Lord. Psalm 89 verse 8 to 9 says, O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When waves rise, you still them. In the span of a few moments, the disciples saw both the humanity of Jesus and the fullness of his identity as the Son of God. And they were awestruck by this, and it caused them to have a fear of the Lord. I found in my life, personally, uh, that when God heard my prayers and helped me get through some of the most difficult times in my life, I walked away with a brand new understanding of, of who he is and how much he cares for me. But it also helped me to realize how powerful he is over the things in my life that drive me to have fear in my heart and to be worried. It doesn't seem like it in the moment, but looking back on those situations and seeing how God helped me through it, it makes me wonder why I ever needed to worry in the first place. The disciples had that same realization of Jesus' power in this moment. To the disciples, he was just a man who needed to sleep like any other human being would after a very long day. But moments later, the disciples saw how he only had to speak a few words, and everything that they were fearing had been settled in the blink of an eye. Just as Jesus' full humanity encourages us because he understands us, he understands where we're at in our position, so his, his, his full identity and nature as God should encourage us because he is powerful to act on our behalf. Nothing is too difficult for God. 
Our faith is tested in the midst of our fear, but Jesus understands this. He knows what you're going through because of who he is, but because of who he is, we can trust him in the midst of it all. To wrap up this message this morning, many of us are going through storms in our life right now. These storms are difficult. They are big. They are scary. These storms can oftentimes make us feel alone, like no one else will understand what it is that we are going through. These storms can isolate us from one another and make us feel hopeless in the moment. These storms could be job-related, marriage-related, family-related, faith-related. These storms could be mental health-related. Whatever the storm you may find yourself in right now, you can find comfort in the fact that Jesus is right beside you. He is with you right now. This is a time that we're living in that can be widely regarded as a fearful time. We read the news, we see the daily number of COVID cases, and we're stuck at home. You may feel like you're in a boat in the middle of the sea in a raging storm. Like there is too much water to try and bail out and it won't be long before your boat sinks. But you can find comfort and encouragement and protection and, and healing in the fact that Jesus is on the boat with you. He has not and will never abandon you in the midst of the circumstances that cause us to have so much fear and so much distress. You can continue to put your trust in the Son of God, the one who calms the storms and has power over them. Faith in the Lord is not always an automatic thing. It is something that we must choose to exercise even in the face of overwhelming circumstances that try and scream at us that we are alone in what we are experiencing. Faith sometimes must go back to previous situations uh, where God has proved himself, himself faithful, right? And remind ourselves that we are not alone because God is still with us. Sometimes we have to go back to the history recorded in Scripture where we read of God's faithfulness to his people in horribly difficult situations like the disciples found themselves in this passage we read from today. But I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus in the midst of the storms that we will face in life because when we do, not only will we understand that he's been with us in the storm the whole time, we will be given a fresh understanding of his love for us when we make it to the other side. In the time that we are in right now, please don't hesitate to contact us at the church if you are in need of any assistance, prayer, or simply just having a conversation, just having someone to talk to. We want you to know that you are not alone in what we're experiencing right now, and we are willing to help you in any way that we can. Still my soul
Thank you for joining us today. If we can be of assistance to you, please do not hesitate to email us or call us and we'll respond to you as promptly as we can. Now may God bless you and have a great week ahead.